Hey mama, if you're gonna do some heavy sighing, let's do it right. Inhale peace. Exhale perfectionism. Draw that one out. Inhale self-worth. Exhale dimming your light. Inhale female strength. Exhale, negative self-talk. All right, now you're ready to start the show with me. I'm going to introduce myself real quick. My name is Allie, and I am my child superhero, and this is why they call me Mama. So uh, let's jump right into it and turn me up. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Good water, huh? It is good water. Yes. I'm just gonna put it right there, okay? Want some more rice? Oh my goodness, so much excitement. Want some more rice? Your rest. Here. Here. Welcome back to my channel. It's been a minute. Not that you would know. It is just part two of boundaries. Um if you listen to the part one, um, the episode on boundaries, um, I said there, there would be three parts. Mm, I looked over my notes. There could actually be two parts instead of three. I'm not going to stretch it out. There is so much to talk about. What do you mean? You want to play with my glasses? Hey, babe. It is Friday night in our house, and we're eating tons of rice she's over beans beans is over beans tired of it okay i feel you but yet in the still i'm over here sauteing some more up just in case i gotta feed these kids um anyways do some spinach but i wanted to 
Um, I really just wanted to consolidate the episodes um, because I think if I do it right, I can just squeeze all this information into this episode. So there will be a part one and a part two of Boundaries. And again, I did look up some stuff. Um, and I'm also reading a book on boundaries and doing the homework so that you don't have to. I mean, you can if you want to. I mean, eventually you're going to be probably wanting to if you are the type of person that I am. I love research. Um, y'all give me one second. Let me saute this spinach up real quick. Gotta have your greens. Gotta have your greens, beans. Trying to get her to drink a smoothie is harder than trying to get her to eat lentils and spinach. But it's alright. It is what it is. Every baby's different. Okay. By the way, am I the only one who stopped counting the months and celebrating them after like month 13? Oh, wow. And I mean like celebrating as in posting it on social media. Right. I don't do that so much anymore. I mean, it's alright. Sure, the whole world could. find other things that are interesting and we gonna celebrate in this house but not so much online anymore hold on beanie i'm making you spinach and he over here trying to peek at who i'm talking to is nobody on facetime so funny but yeah I, um i've been looking over my notes and I actually reread them um, before uh, recording this, obviously, you know, so to be prepared. And I realized, well, I was like, man, not to sound redundant or anything, but it doesn't doesn't hurt to go back over the types of boundaries that there are and to kind of refresh a little bit um, before getting back into what I was going to talk about for episode two. Um, Y'all bear with me. I'm trying to make this spinach before Beans needs to go to bed. Get a nice full belly of greens. Oh, I love this song, Bean. You like this song too? Hey. While we're waiting, you guys are so patient. Um, I was on the phone with my sister, and we were talking about just people's emotional state, the highs and lows of everything. Yeah, I'm bringing it to you. Just a second, I gotta chop it. Just the emotional state that people are going through, and honestly, it really is just a, um, a magnification. This whole thing is a magnification of what a lot of people have been going through for a long time with feeling just emotionally down 
emotionally down, overwhelmed, um, burdened, burdened is a good word, so we had one woman that we're really close with, just kind of down and low, and I would just suggest that if you guys have friends who, um, are kind of going through the highs and lows of all of this, I mean, everybody is, but in particular, um, needing so a lot of socialization, um, just reach out to them. Hold on, it's, it's hot, baby. Hot. Hot. Yeah, it's hot. Okay, Beanie. Let's see. It's pretty bad. It's pretty good. I don't know what I'm crunching on. Okay, don't worry about it. It's in mama's mouth, not yours. There you go, Bean. Good job, my love. Eat that spinach, girl. There you go. Nice and mashed up. Alright. I hope this music isn't bothering you guys because I'm not turning it off. Alright. Um, let's see. So the Part one was based on the boundaries and going over what they are and then how do they relate to us as adults. And then part two was teaching your child how to have healthy boundaries. And then part three, it was going to be um, parent-child boundaries, how to, how to establish those. I think it's really important just to kind of round out everything and kind of bring it home. And I appreciate you guys. Okay. Alexa, turn down to three. Uh, Alexa, turn down to two. Alexa, turn down to one and a half. Okay, I see you. You okay? Okay. Um... Yeah, the parent-child boundaries, I thought it was important to go over that. But anyways, like I was saying, there's other things that I want to get into that pertain um, more towards, like, the genesis of being a mother. Like, um, uh, it doesn't even matter. I'm not going to, you know, distract you with those details because I want to focus on the boundaries. Okay. So, in this episode, we're talking about teaching your child um, healthy boundaries. That's point one, Okay. Um, and I thought that it was important to establish healthy boundaries for your children and teaching them how and what healthy boundaries look like, because, you know, at the end of the day, after all of this, we're going to have to send them back out into the world, right? Either whether it's for the first time or whether it's doing it again, um, it's going to be interesting and they need to have a smooth transition and be able to fend for themselves or be able to um, get healthy friends, okay? And not feel forced into a friendship or into a relationship or forced to share or forced to, um, you know, um, do things that they don't want to do. So family and friends, um it's important to establish boundaries with family and with friends, um, both physically and emotionally. I mean, across the board, we have our different boundaries, um, which is emotional, 
material, time and energy, mental and physical. But for your kids, for the most part, physically and emotionally is very important. Um, not saying that those other things aren't important, but you know, as they're growing up, they're probably not going to be talking about money and how much they should be sharing with other people at this point. If we're talking about babies and toddlers, um, for the friendship boundaries, it's important to prep these kids and these babies, um, because when they go out, you know, like for instance, last week, good point. Thank you. Last week, yes, we went to the playground and, um, we had a really good time. We ran into one of these, um, other little toddlers who was a little shy, but she was overall generally nice. Okay. Shy, but nice. But she looked like, let me not, let me not give that, that example. You know, I will give that example because I got irritable. What? What do you need? Hmm? There's nobody on here. You want some water? Here you go. There we go. You're learning sign language, so. You got it? You want some more? There you go. You can have some more. Don't pour it, though. Okay. You want help? You want help to eat this? So we're at the playground last week, and there's this girl. She was fine. She's a little bit shy. Mom comes over to me, and just just to bring everything into context, they were not of the same ethnicity. And so the mom came over and asked me if Bean's hairstyle, which was in two pigtails, but because she has short curly hair, <laughs> they look like little puffballs, she asked me if her hair was in bantu knots. I said, I don't think so, but maybe if they turned into Bantu dots because of the humidity, then sure, we can roll with that. But technically, they're pigtails. Oh, okay, whatever. Fine, no problem. You're learning. You're learning, sis, and I'm proud of you for even knowing what a Bantu knot is. So, there you go, Bean. So, she brings over her daughter. Beautiful, beautiful, just Nubian queen. Just, just this little girl. Her skin was immaculate. I was so proud. Um, but she came over. She was shy. Okay. What do you not want? You want just the spinach? There's no rice in it. No rice. Here. Okay. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> okay. Are you all done? All right. You can be done. Are you all done? Look, there's no rice in it. Here you go. There. Okay. So anyways, the girl goes over to Harley. Harley goes over. Harley, lately, is learning how to appreciate the fine things in life. So, you know, pretty dresses. What's wrong? What? What'd you do? Why is your chin ah. red? What's going on? Why is your chin red? What the? What the? Um, 
commercial break. Okay, so clearly I did not finish the story because we had an allergy scare and I totally forgot to even come back to finish the podcast episode. So I'm going to insert the rest of this little story really quick before continuing on with what I um, wrote down in my notes about boundaries. So Beans has been um, really enjoying wearing bows and necklaces and different sparkly things lately. When she was younger, we were very neutral, very um, just focusing on her natural beauty. Now, you know, grandparents get involved and everything and they just want to shower her with all the sparkly things. So I let her wear them. But I also like to teach her that it's nice to share. So anyways, we are uh, in the park and the little girl walks over and she sees Bean's necklace and she gently touches it. So Bean's obviously a COVID baby. She's like, whoa, touching, don't do. So she backs up a little bit, but then they start to warm up to each other and it was going pretty well. And the mom and I were talking about hair and talking about everything that's been going on in the past year and a half. Then I look over and this nice, seemingly nice little girl is literally yanking the necklace off of Beans. So Beans is terrified. She starts screaming and crying, runs over to me and her screaming and crying scared the little girl. Little girl goes over to her mother and you know she feels bad i could i could tell she was remorseful because she she, you know she put her head down she buried it in her mom's uh dress and um her mom was like no you don't do that that's not no 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 and while it doesn't it doesn't take all of that i mean yes tell your tell your kid no but you know kids are going to yank and pull and and do all this it was just the way that she yanked it it was not nice so I got really offended. I wanted to snatch beans up and be like, you know what? Fix your child and we out. Um, But I didn't do that. I let the environment calm down. The little girl uh, softened up again and, you know, became her nice, sweet ebony self. And I let I let Beans go back and play with her. Did I want to? No. Did Beans want to? Kind of. So I let her naturally feel out the situation. And then after a while, she was like, all right, like, I'm, I'm pretty ready to go. Like, we're good. And at that point, I was like, all right, whatever you say, boo, let's go. I've been ready to go. Like, 20 minutes ago when she first put her hands on her necklace. But I gotta let you figure it out. Gotta let you figure it out. So that's what happened and okay cut So I have to be honest. As I sit here in the van, 
at 11.30 at night with my dark chocolate Milano cookies. It has been two weeks. Since I asked you to pause for a commercial break, I will insert this here. When in doubt, count it out. If you feel like your child is allergic to something, or you're definitely talking with my mouthful, I apologize. No, I don't. It's 11.30 at night. My child is asleep and I'm eating Milano cookie. No apologies. But like I was saying, when in doubt, count it out. If you're introducing your child to something new, um, like a food, like a high allergen type of food, peanuts, milk, like heavy milk, like a weird milk, I don't know, like a, like a, it doesn't matter, um, any other type of stuff, weird things, right? Set your timer for 10 minutes and see what happens. And pretty much that's what I did. Anyways, set my timer for 10 minutes. She ended up being okay. Anyways, all right. I'm not going to take a long time on this because I want to eat my Milano cookies in peace. And I know that beans starts rolling around around midnight. So I'm going to hit this topic really quick. I had intended to do three parts for... Uh, this boundaries series and y'all I'm not even going to go hard in the paint like that I am just going to read to you what I looked up read to you what I learned and I'm going to call it a night I have a ton of other things that I would love to um, talk about but I felt like um, boundaries was pretty important I mean pertaining um to our kids and also how um we have to establish boundaries for ourselves in order to be able to create healthy ones for our kids um and that was important to me because of whatever I went through a few weeks back my goodness gracious it's been what doesn't even matter all right let's go let's get into these boundary notes all right so for the part two and part three parts, I wrote down um, that teaching your child to have healthy boundaries includes teaching them about family and friend boundaries, both physically and emotionally, friendship boundaries, prepping for peer pressure. I mean, because we all have had it and we have all done it, right? Um, respecting your baby's feelings and space, which sounds weird because I know even when I was growing up, my parents would, if I ever said anything like, give me my space or respect my boundaries, I don't, I, I don't even want to think about what might, could have happened if I had ever said that. Um, but I know that if, if I did say it, I probably would say it again. Um, 
but that's just how things were back in the day. You just there's certain things you don't say, certain things you don't do, and you just shut up and put up. So, um, but nowadays I feel like you know the children have feelings and they also have boundaries. They may not be able to express them or say, "Hey, I don't like when you do that," and we can tend to run over them because we're the adult, right? We're the parent, we're the mom, dad, whatever. So. I think for in, in order for them to feel confident in how they feel instead of smashing it down for like when they get older and saying oh it doesn't matter how I feel we can do whatever you want no it does matter and it starts when you're a child um um but yeah so allowing them to voice their opinions respectfully and preferences within reason um um right now beans is really getting into her flow with what she likes and what she doesn't like in regards to eating and honestly it's driving me nuts because she'll put it in her mouth and she'll spit it back out and then she'll want to give it to roman and i'm like no we don't do that but but if she don't like it she don't like it so i gotta either take it away and try again later or realize I've already given to this to her for, you know, five times and she just doesn't like it. Okay. So stop cooking it or stop offering it. You know, it's simple. These things encourage autonomy and um, um, autonomy and, you know, just the, the courage to be able to say, I, I do like this or I don't like this or I my favorite thing is this. Can you imagine your baby saying my favorite thing and you introduce them to that? How will they know that that's their favorite thing if they haven't tried a lot of things that they don't like or that they aren't really into? Um, uh, anyways, so then... Um, wow, that was actually a really short little thing. Um, so that was part two. And then part three is... is you know, um, the difference between or establishing parent-child boundaries. And this is important because we start getting into codependency. And I will give you the definition for codependency, codependency in just a second here, but let me read this little list. Um, so uh, parent-child boundaries it's important that we focus on eliminating codependency and establishing you time and baby time. So making sure you are taking yourself away for a second and saying, you know what, sis, I deserve this me time. Have a pamper day, have a spa day or a, I'm you know, I'm going to go and get my favorite little blah, 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 whatever that is. It's important to take care of yourself. You know, sometimes mothers and parents, fathers alike, can experience caretaker burnout. So it is important to do some you time. Then it's important to do, you know, your baby time. So if you need some one-on-one time with your child it's important to establish like establish that you know going to go get your nails done with them or if they're still young then going to 
uh, a touch and see museum or whatever. But it's it's important to be able to uh, separate the two and also allow them to learn how to have some independent time themselves, whether it's playing um, with their toys alone or playing with their friends alone. You don't have to be all up on them uh, every minute of the day. It's important to establish some independence and allow them to understand that they can have fun um, independent of parent, okay? And that it's a good thing. And they don't have to be afraid. I remember when I was young, you know, I, I have a sister, so we grew up together. Um, very, very close um, because we're twins. But when I'm scared to do anything alone, scared to get out of the shadow of my parents, particularly my mother, um, just frightened Something's, I just, I don't know. I just thought, like, something's going to happen, you know. Another adult is going to come and grab me. I don't know why I was so timid and afraid, but I know that I wasn't really encouraged to to um, put on my, you know, bravery cape and just go out there and be like, hey, what's your name? Let's be friends. I wasn't encouraged to do that. Um uh, my sister and I are naturally uh, shy, so we would we would play together, which was great. We would play together, but we were also very, 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 very sheltered. Um, and parts of me appreciates that. Other parts of me is like, <laughs> I am having issue with making friends. Damn. Why didn't I learn this when I was younger? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it's just things that you think about when you become a parent. And you're just like, man, I, I really want to teach my child to be independent and to um, be confident and to be sociable, but also to have boundaries. All right. So then, um, let's see. Oh, there you go. Encouraging independence. And we just talked about that for a second. Um, very important to encourage independence. Um, I I am an empath. So I have to constantly pull myself back and be cognizant and aware of how much I'm interacting um, with beans. Meaning, in the day to day life, our kids are going to fall, they're going to scrape their knees, they're going to meet different children, um, some of them who may be nice, others who don't have any effing manners, trying to control my language, Lord, because when it comes to my baby, Lord, I let it all out. Um, and lately, um, there have been instances where we have gone to a park and um, parks and you know, kids are touchy. They like to touch things and figure things out. And Beans is not as touchy. She's just like, hold on, now you're just going to touch me though. But she comes with a lot of accoutrement, like pretty bows and maybe a necklace or maybe some pom-pom shoes or something. So um, that attracts the little girls uh, and they, they, they want to make friends, right? Okay. So that's fine. But 
they come in and they start pulling and tugging and you know and I'm just like okay okay no 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 we don't do that but I also have to allow Harley to stand up for herself I'm always close by stand up for herself but also understand that it's okay to make friends it's okay to learn how to play and it's also okay to say stop um so that's where we are right now with that um you know if we're gonna roll it back to you when she was younger she all children all children have an innate ability to sense people's aura or vibe and it's important that we um understand that and not force them to go anywhere where they don't feel safe or with anyone they don't feel safe with so um while we're encouraging independence um we have to remember that when they say hey i'm tapping like you know if you're if you're the reference is coming from like wrestling if hey i'm tapping out like i need you to come and get me or pick me up or i need you to make this child stop uh i've had enough independence time i'm good let's go where's the snack buckle me in my in my uh car seat we out it's important to be able to uh uh know when your child is is trying to communicate with that communicate to you what they need in that moment um because i think there's a fine line where we're encouraging independence and then we have to be careful that we don't hurt them by not coming to their aid when they're ready you know uh, i used to be a lifeguard and there would be moments where a child would be in distress and we have to decide are they okay and can they reasonably stand up and um learn how to be calm in water and quote unquote save themselves by calmly swimming to the side or by cal- calmly uh uh standing up and and not thrashing anymore at what point do you jump into the water and um save them it's a it's a split it's a split decision and you have to be very judicious about it and careful um otherwise a person could be traumatized a little kid can be traumatized um when you don't come to their aid and going back to the example of being a lifeguard um before that kid drinks in gallons you know i'm not saying this to be insensitive at all because there are kids who have um been in high distress and 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 of course there are children who have drowned um which is sad but i'm saying for those who have not been in that situation but have come close they have gotten out of it out of that situation and they have sworn off water swimming pools ocean lake i mean and there's so there's so many things that are there for them 
that they could enjoy like canoeing or sea do or or anything but because of that one moment where somebody just didn't come in time now it's like nope I'm traumatized or I just can't or I won't you know so anyways my point is not trying to ramble because because my ice cream oh y'all I got some ice cream too peanut butter ice cream with chocolate ganache thank you Ben and Jerry's um I'm trying to get out of this car uh so I can eat it but um my point is allowing them to have safe practice of um independence and autonomy all right next understanding the difference between the parent hat and the friend hat so right now i have my parent hat on and there are little moments throughout the day where i can put the friend hat on like a split second where we're playing chase or where we are smiling in each other's face and playing peekaboo but i close that back down And I put my parent hat back on uh, for most of the day. And I think that as the children get older, we start to wear the friendship hat a little bit more, especially, you know, towards adulthood. Um, And I think it's very important to make that transition and um, allow our children to evolve because at the end of the day, they are humans and they are going to be adults and going to be independent And if we do not mentally see them as adults and thriving people who are, you know, in control and in charge of their life, then we're going to see them as children and treating them that way. And they're going to resent that. So we want to avoid that. And we want them to feel as though we trust their evolution and um and that we trust that we did a good job i mean damn like you're 18 now get out the house like what are you doing here they need that you ain't got nothing to do you ain't got nothing to do go ahead and pay some bills you got work what you go go clock in go go you you grown you grown i've done my job you know hit me up when you want to take me out to eat and you want to hang out you know allowing them to be able to come to you and confide in you um you know very very intimate personal things um that they can trust you with um their dreams that is on their heart their goals ambitions things that have you know hurt their heart you know emotions you know heartbreak all this stuff those things build up to them uh seeing you as a confidant and I know some parents don't like the word friend but you know if you're 50 and your child is 30 then yes they see you as mom or dad but they they probably would love to be able to see you as a form of a friend so don't don't hate me for saying that word um okay and then the last thing that I have is treating home with respect first and that would mean establishing the importance and support of the home team so instead of us you know um praising and saluting and you know celebrating the people on the outside of our house first 
it's important to establish who we are as a family, what we stand for, why we support each other, you know, what we love about each other, what we enjoy about each other, why do why do I protect my family member? It could be two of you, it could be ten of you, but we are, you know, thick as thieves, tight as glue, however you want to say it. It is important to establish that first. Ride or die style, Bonnie and Clyde, I don't go against the family, uh, uh, I don't know, Don Corleone style. It's important to have that because they know where to come to if they need help. They know who to trust if they have something that they just can't share with anybody else. And they know that without a shadow of a doubt, family always has my back. I can ask them for anything. And and my husband and I are really uh, um, adamant about this. That if family ever needs anything, then there is no payment plan back. Like, we're not asking for it back. What do you need? You know, it could be anything. It could be moral support. It could be, I need you to be a more present friend for me because I don't have any. I just moved. All right, what do you need for me? I need you to call me every day. That might not happen, but I can at least text you. All right, cool. So, you know, with well within reason, you um, support your family. You support um, uh, you're the, the home front, you know, um, and and this goes back to boundaries understanding that you are towing the line you are holding your end up so that when we're walking the perimeter and we're checking this fence there's no cracks there's no holes there's no broken screws there's no there's nothing the perimeter is good on your end because you know what it takes in order to be a, a an important integral person in this family and we appreciate it and we love you for it and in fact you can depend on us too and you in turn appreciate us and you depend on us and you trust us so that's important um before i go um I wrote this down. Oh, let me read this to you guys really quick. And and I, I know I've read this already, but um, it, it's the book that I'm getting all this stuff from. It's Boundaries with Kids by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. Um, and I'll just read this over really quick for a second. I think I've already read it, but it doesn't hurt to repeat it. But it says, Boundaries... And boundary problems are developed early in life. Um, some boundary problems can come in the form of an inability to say no to hurtful people, um, the tendency to be attracted to irresponsible or hurtful people and try to fix them. When you take responsibility for other people's lives, the, um, you have an ability to be easily manipulated and controlled. You may struggle with intimacy and maintaining closeness with others 
You have an inability to be honest with close ones, an inability to confront and resolve um, issues productively. You may experience life as a victim. Um, you also may have addictions and compulsions. And you also may have issues with follow-through and may, might be disorganized. So um, that goes hand-in-hand hand with the definition of uh, codependency because a lot of these things kind of um, show up in codependent relationships. Um, so anyways, the definition of codependency is a concept that attempts to characterize imbalanced relationships. <coughs> Excuse me. Where one person enables another person's self-destructive behaviors or tendencies and or undermines the other person's relationships. Um, and or provides money to support a bad habit or says yes when you really want to say no. Signs of a codependent relationship could look like this. Providing money to support a bad habit. Um, uh, denying that there is a problem in the relationship. Avoiding conflict at all costs, even if it means denying there is a problem. Feeling responsible for your partner's thoughts, feelings, and actions. Making excuses to cover up your partner's substance abuse or calling in sick from uh, for them when they might be, might be hungover. Saying yes to your loved one when you want to say no. I think that's already been repeated. Um, providing care for the person when the addiction symptoms present physically. Putting your partner's needs above your own and neglecting your own self-care. Told you guys, self-care is very, very important. Turning to alcohol or drugs to numb the pain or the dysfunction of the situation. Alright, so I hope that didn't throw anybody off on a tangent. But, um... There is, there is a reason why I read that. And that is because if we are not understanding what our boundaries are first, then we, we run the risk of training and teaching our children bad habits in the form of establishing boundaries and how they interact with people and loved ones in the future. And if they're having issues with boundaries, with themselves, and self-image, then that will present itself in relationships. And we want to make sure that our children are having beautiful, thriving relationships at the end of the day. Um, and it all starts with boundaries at the very, very outset. And it all starts with us at the very, very outset. When you pop that baby out or if you adopt that baby or if you just, I don't know, whatever you're doing and you have a baby, it's important to set boundaries because they're watching you every day, 24-7. So, I hope this helped. I'm about to sign off. Um...